Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Yeah. <laughs> hola, hola. Hola, hola. How Costas. are you? I'm oh, good. You? Yeah. Good. good. I'm looking at your braid. It looks really cute. You can do some oh. little knot magic in it. Yeah. You could put some ribbons in it and do some knot magic in it. It would yeah, look really my- nice. My hair is finally long enough to braid again. It's kind of nice. <laughs> you and I started working together. You just chopped it all off. Yeah. That was yeah. the pandemic. Oh, man. It's been a minute, but actually only a couple of years, too. It's weird. Yeah, it is. Um, Bruhain. Bruhain this have, week? Yeah. What have you been up to? I've been in my yard a lot. Um, August starts getting pretty important for me for like my beliefs in um, being visited by my ancestors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I'm out in the yard, I've been planting like Sempasuchil or marigolds, and I've been planting like some hyssop, which we'll talk about a little bit today, but just things that I feel connect me back uh, back to my ancestors. I've kind of started that process, ready to dream again um, this month and next month for yeah. sure. Awesome. That yeah. sounds cool. Um, well, I celebrated Lamas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we did a little... I'll send you a picture. She's so beautiful. Um, we created, we did little corn doll huskies. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Corn dolls, but we did it with tamal instead of the, we did it with the tamales, with the, the outside of the tamales. Yeah. Instead of the corn doll thingy, you know. That's cool. Yeah. And she's so beautiful, but I didn't make her at home. Then, so I made her like, like I made her like with a crown and everything. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we got home, like, my queen here did not let her come into the house with the crown. Oh. <laughs> she knocked the crown off her head. That happened. And I tried to, yeah, and I tried to put glue on and like wood glue and hot glue and like even the sticky one that sticks your fingers together. I tried like four different glues. Not happening. And then I was like, okay, I'll just put a little bow. <laughs> I put the bow on. Fine. The she can come into the house. <laughs> she just can't wear a crown in my house. <laughs> Interesting. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I was like so frustrated because I was like, she was so perfect. And when we get home and I break her, because I was just thinking like, I broke, like I broke her. I can't believe I broke her. Like right walking into my house. No, I was thinking it was me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, nope, nobody coming into this house with the, with the crown on. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but she is beautiful. I cannot and... wait to see. Wait, 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 hang on. Okay. Let me take the blur off. Wow. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I mean, you see these little um, tamarind yeah. seeds, pods? Well, she oh. had a crown with that. <laughs> oh. She had, like, it was really worked up, you know? She, it was, like, up to here. But that that is gone, obviously. And beautiful. the little broom is um to sweep up the incense ash that's so cool i know isn't it that's beautiful y'all were in long view is that right yep cool Look, that's really neat did you see what just fell off uh-uh. oh that happens but she's not gonna have anything on her head no but she's <laughs> still fancy she's still beautiful and yeah, fancy even can, with nothing on fan- her head she can be fancy and beautiful but nothing on her head <laughs> so anyways and yamas is like it's, the the wheat. Yeah, it's the wheat one. So it's the first harvest, and so it's wheat and el trigo. It's everything that has to do like 
bread, beer. Oh, I, call yeah. it the, I call it the pretzel and beer one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So that's what we did. Beautiful. So, yeah, it was awesome. So there we go. Okay. Awesome. Let's get and, into it. Yeah. And today uh, we're going to, we had already kind of talked about uh, the saints, some of our favorite with you. Today we're going to go over some angels. Right. Because when we were doing it, we're like, oh, we're not going to do the angels because the angels are like something like separate. Right. So today we're going to bring in the four major archangels. Yes. And yeah. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. Vale. Let me put my astrology to the side because we're not doing that yet. Do I have notes on my angels. There we go. Nice. So we just split them. We actually, people, we got a little organized mildly we mildly, mildly discussed some things before we said there's four <laughs> of them you take two and i'll take two uh-huh. and then and then dion totally did not read my message that's correct I said because i said you choose this one or this one and this one you know and then from these two you choose this one or this one and then she picked like the bottom two and them that weren't oh like... i thought you were doing them in pairs no oh yeah i'm like choose Michael or Gabriel, and then choose Rafael or Uriel. Oh, yeah. No, I did not know. I did not read. Yeah. I was at work. I was, yeah. She's like, <laughs> I was reading really do, quick. And she's like, I'm doing Rafael and Uriel. And I'm like, okay, that's not what I said, but it's fine. <laughs> but it's cool. It's cool. We picked. And then I totally did not do my homework and I didn't get a third one because the third one I wanted to do was going to be too much. I didn't have time. So. Okay. So you can do your third one. We'll have the bonus five. That's fine. Cool. I like it. Okay, so I'm going to get started with Michael because he's the hottest. All right. Because he's the hottest. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's the army guy. Of course he is. He's going to yeah, be fit, you know. Mm-hmm. He's hot. He's going to be fit. And he's going to be, you know, so he's the leader of the army. He's the leader of God's army, including when um, the leader of the army that, you know, cast Lucifer out of heaven and so forth. And um, he has four basic jobs, which is lead the army mm-hmm. um he's also the one that um carries souls of the dead it doesn't matter where they're going first but he called he carries the souls of the deceased to the afterlife oh and then um at that point he has the scales right and they weigh the scales and then if the scales go to heaven then he'll carry continue the path <laughs> And carry you to heaven. If not, I don't know. I guess he just drops you and you yeah, go. You just get dropped and free. <laughs> and then uh, worthless. Whatever. Um, and then he's also the guardian of like the church because he's the spiritual warrior. Okay. Oh. And defender against evil. So that's basically, you know, he's he's uh, what does my handwriting say here? Conflict of oh, so basically he you use him. For anything that has to do for conflict, for fighting, for when you need protection, when you need to go off and you need somebody badass to help you like fight demons. Because if you look at the portrayal of him, it's usually him with his sword stomping on top of a demon, mm-hmm. right? And about to slay it. And he's pretty, you know, it's very epic, warrior, badassy kind of look, right? Almas mm-hmm. tomar, you know? And so his colors are red, white, blue, and he likes garlic and he likes um, whiskey. So, okay. You know, just yeah. give him some, give him some spirits, give him some garlic. Don't get near him afterwards. Cause you know, <laughs> if he gets chatty, you're going to go like, ah. <laughs> um, but he's the one that you call if you're in a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. 
to come in and you know hand up some wobas. Yep. Um, he's also the one that you would call for any inner conflict. So if you're wrestling with inner demons, since he's the one that fights against demons, if you're fighting with inner demons, then you call him on him to lend you his strength to wrestle with your demons. Okay. Okay. Um, he's also the one that you call for unmaking or like for like unbinding from any spell. Okay. So if you think that somebody's hexed you or that somebody did something against you, then you call on him to basically help you like tear apart or unhex or like this I said, any other like spell that might've been put on you. Okay. Okay. And then he protects against enemies. He exercises exorcising. Exercises demons, which is why you can use them for like little, like for like actually taking demons, like actual like exorcism, Mm -hmm. or you can use it for like internal, like mental demons, right? Right. If you're fighting addiction, yeah. Yes. And then um, his date is September 29th. And then he needs his own spot and it needs to be higher than everybody else. Okay. Because he's the commander. To, you know, make sure that everybody else knows that he's in charge. Right. So he needs his own spot. He needs to be higher than the rest and just give him his, you know, space. Um, His date is September 29th from, which is really cute. Um, Like if we had the YouTube thing, I would show you like pictures of what like the kids and the, when they're preschool. Mm-hmm. Like remember I told them like, um, the teachers, they would do on September 29th, they would do like a real, uh, the feast of St. Michael. Uh-huh. And the kids would um, do a play and they would slay the dragon, right? Very so they, cute. it was super cute. And they would have to, you know, they would, there would be St. Michael, they would do drag, they would do um, swords and they would have the dragon and they would do um, chase him, chase the dragon around. And then they would be, and they would, you know, yeah, and they would slay him, um, which is really cute. And then they would make dragon bread and stuff like that. It was super nice. So that is Mr. Michael. Some, and they often call him Sam again, although yeah. he's an angel. But you know, people have have humanized him a little bit more, so they mm-hmm. often call him Saint Michael. Okay, um, that's the first one. Do you want to pop in one of yours there? Yeah. Uh, so I could go with uh, Uriel. Mm-hmm. It means God is my flame. He's one of the so. All right, conflicting information because I got seven major archangels, even mm-hmm. though I have. So there's like the four and each of those are assigned like to a direction. Uh, today, Uriel, today as well. Oh, really? Oh, and that's, to a chakra. That makes sense. They each get a day and they each get a chakra. Uh, so Uriel is going to be in the east. Or excuse me. He's the north. He's the archangel of the north. He's associated with vegetation and earth. Um, the master of knowledge. He's the archangel of wisdom. He's going to be depicted wearing robes of black, citrine, or olive, holding stems of ripened wheat. He's often identified as a cherub and as also the angel of repentance. He's going to be the patron saint of sacrament and confirmation. Cool. Okay. The next one that I have is Gabriel. Um, and Gabriel is the holy messenger. He's also more than the messenger he becomes the word of god right so it's not just like hey here's the message it's also like oh what i said is exactly like his voice it's actually what he wanted to say 
um he shows up like okay and important thing between michael and gabriel they those two and rafael which you're going to talk about next um those three are actually in like all the major religions yeah the other ones they show up in some of them and some of them they don't but these three they show up in all the major religions okay they show up in all the judeo abramica um religions you know in judaism and christianism in islamic and um yeah at least in those three mm -hmm. and also within the christian ones like in all the like lutherans and stuff like that you know right. so anyways um so gabriel he shows up as a messenger a couple of times like to daniel he shows up and he explains like what the message of the the ram and the goat mean which is like sort of a message of the end of the days he shows up to um elizabeth which is john the baptist's mom to tell him like oh you know you're pregnant and she's like oh i'm really old i can't be and he's like you are okay and then um he also shows up to uh, mary and he's which is his most famous like role is the annunciation of like to virgin mary that she's pregnant with um baby jesus so you know He's officially telling everybody that they're pregnant, you know, <laughs> virgins and people that are too old and <laughs> sterile. He's like all the time, like, yo, <laughs> dropping the, the pregnancy bomb all over the place. And then, um, but not only that, he's also tasked with like, later on, like destroying the men, destroying the children of like the men it's of the children that were born of sin and stuff and like the children that were born out of like um like a mix of like what were the fallen angels and children right. and, and men yeah and so which is like huge like back history between angels and like not watchers that they call them the watchers and, and people whatever so he's got like so originally you're like, oh, he's just like the the dude like in the white robes and sort of like gender neutral. You can't really tell, you know, what they are. And I mean, angels in general are pretty. I mean, Michael definitely looks like a dude because he's you know the army captain. Mm -hmm. But in general, angels are gender neutral and they're not like one of the things that they have and they don't get about humans is like well they're so driven by lust and you know and, and love, right? Because they they don't got that. It's like um in in Constantine, right? It's Tilda. <gasps> right she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she i think she does is she gabriel i don't remember oh i think she is gabriel that, yeah, gabriel. yeah yeah right i mean beautiful absolutely so that's the point she was terrifying right yes and that is the actual role of gabriel he's a or they are badass right okay they're everybody like thinks of them like in the annunciation and the nativity sets just like floating around like oh just to tell you're pregnant and they're really mean actually um and so they they like to their their job is to bring the message of god mm -hmm. be it brim and hellfire or be it hey this is your new destiny you know mm -hmm. but they're like and then when people are like oh what what's going on and they're like this is the message come on get with the program you know and they have a spear and they're like, they'll dig it into you if yeah. you're not like behaving, you know? So there's actually like in, and the person that wrote like the, the book of Enoch, they're like, oh, and before me came like the four and there, he's talking about the four archangels. And he's like, oh, there was um, Michael who's merciful and long suffering. 
and there's Raphael who had all the and you're going to talk about like the 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 illness of people and blah 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 right and then there's Gabriel who sat in all the powers and was terrifying yeah <laughs> so it's like Gabriel's like mean <laughs> um so yeah so Gabriel is not to be messed with because they're definitely like right so yeah and I just remembered that in Constantine it was it was Tilda Swinton which yeah so good so I'm good so good I love her Anyways, um, their date is March 24th, and they, um, obviously, you would work with them when you need a message, okay? When you need to deliver a message, be it good or bad, but when you need to get a message across. And awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you need that message to get there. And also when you need to tie up loose ends. Okay. Okay. And then they're like the patron... Um, archangel or they're like they watch over like postal workers delivery people radio um announcers or people like in social media podcasters right? yeah everything oh, <laughs> there you go and also diplomats oh yeah they're bringing messages right yeah what does gabriel really do for god he's bringing the message and you know back and forthing and having to be a little <laughs> yeah that's what diplomats do yeah so yeah let me see what else i have and then and yeah and then they make sure and the, when they're when they're with the chakras mm -hmm. they're the one with the for the fourth one i would have thought they would be the throat but they're not they're actually it says that they're fourth one because it's like um here in the head because it says that you have to have clear thoughts oh yeah for so. maybe for receiving messages yeah hmm. so there you go nice so that's what i got for gabriel you're gonna give us rafael so Raphael is uh oh, hang on, wait, what did I have? Saint Gabriel. I don't have anything, just the 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 prayer from the little you. prayer cards. Oh, I'm good. Yes. There you go. Uh so for Raphael, meaning God has healed, Raphael is gonna be associated with the heal with healing. He's known as Prince of the Healing Arts or Prince of Peace. Raphael is seen as the archangel of air, and it is he's also seen as one that establishes peace between fire and water. Raphael is associated with the sun and planet Mercury. He's the patron saint of travelers, the blind, physicians, medical workers, matchmakers. He's a master of music. He's going to be seen carrying a bottle or a flask, sounding a trumpet, and carrying a fish or a staff. Thanks. Okay. So yeah, I guess um, I was. Does thinking... he do healing as well? Does he not do like medical professionals? As oh no, well? he's he, yeah. That's what I said. Physicians, medical workers. He's all he's all healing big time. Right, right, yeah. It's like Mercury on both sides because the Mercury is the, is the medical and the communication. Yeah. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Like when you when you take it down to like astrology, um, Mercury does both. It does um, communications and healing. Nice. Yeah. So I guess like Raphael, if you're looking for like healing or trying to send out healing thoughts or healing energy, that would be someone who you would be calling for, for help from. Right. And then I did. Yeah. And then on my yeah. extra credit, I did. Yeah, extra credit. <laughs> Go ahead. Who'd you do? Samuel, uh, who is, of course, and I didn't know this, the angel of death. Uh, he's the name 
is meaning venom or poison of God. He is seen as an adversary, a seducer, a destroyer. He's one of the angels that when you look back in his history, uh, Islamic is going to be different. Like he, he, he his role changes because in the Jewish traditions, he's seen as a Satan uh, and then becomes the head of the Satans. Mm-hmm. And then he's just a de- he's just demonized in some other um, other texts. But Samuel Samuel is very dual role dual rolled in some texts, described as the head of Satan's and 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 in others as the hand of God. First mentioned in the Book of Enoch uh, with other rebellious angels in Talmudic or Misratic tradition. Uh, Samuel is an agent of evil and becomes a prominent demonic entity. See, dual accounts of involvement with the tree of knowledge with the Eve, Adam and Eve story. Samael and Eve uh, have fathered Cain in some one of the stories. And in the Zohar, Samael is described as the leader of divine sources of destruction. So that would be someone that you would want to call on to end something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then you call Michael to like undo his work. Yes. <laughs> you call Raphael to heal anyone that got caught in the crossfire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then you and then you bring out Gabriel to send out the, the peace treaty. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> to negotiate the treaty because it's not gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah. I wanted my third to be I was like, oh, either Azrael or or Lucifer, but I just didn't have time to like then you know so much information too much and I was and I wasn't going to be able to do them justice and then to have it be such great stories in separate traditions it's like what do you even choose from is difficult yeah and they're both fantastic you know yeah and and obviously you and me both of them like oh yeah we like the dark ones yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean if we're we're really into it we there's because there's the seven archangels right yeah there's the seven demons too so well you know who knows we're we don't need it would require more studying on behalf of on both of our behalf because neither of us actually practices demonology but right it's Might cool. be interesting do some spooky stuff run in october yeah yeah we'll see we'll see okay let's do astrologia see okay so we're doing august 6th through august 19th um okay okay so august 6th we have the sun is squaring jupiter um and that day the moon is going to be in aries um just you know because then like there's a couple of like harder aspects that day like chiron's squaring the moon or whatever and i just bring it up because the sun is in jupiter squaring jupiter which is which is double-edged in the sense of like you can feel really lucky, really confident, really proud, but it can be excessive, right? It can be like, you can like overdo things because you're just feeling like, like that swagger kind of thing, right? Okay. But you might not really have a reason to feel it. So you might be a little loud mouthy, a little showboaty, a little like, you you know, and then since the moon is in Aries, um, which is fiery, it might push you to be a little more boldy or more, you know, shooting right. off your mouth or to be, you know, a little bit more firecracker kind of thing. So that's why I'm, that's why I usually, you guys know, I usually don't bring up the moon, 
But that's why I mentioned it because it's like that that combo can make for a hot headed Sunday kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then um Monday, I don't have anything. Okay. The eighth is the Lionsgate portal, mm-hmm. which is, you know, in in certain traditions, it's considered a really lucky day. Like I actually have a funny story. Like when I used um I was working at, as an interpreter at, at the labor labor and delivery. This lady came in on the seventh, like at 9 p.m. And she was in full active duty labor, you know? Uh-huh. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not gonna have my baby until midnight. Because <laughs> she wanted the baby to be born on the eighth, because it's a really, really lucky day because it's eight eight. Right. You know? And the nurse is like, she's not gonna hold that. And she's like, about like she's like a nine or whatever, and it's still hours to go, you know? But if she wasn't mine, she was, you know, because it was, um, she was Asian, right? And I don't know from what country, obviously, I wasn't working with her directly. I was just like in the room next door, but I saw her and um, <laughs> she held on. She had that baby at 1201. Yes! <laughs> she had that baby and everybody was like, she held on. I don't know how she kept that baby inside, but she had her baby on the lucky landscape portal. I'm proud of her. <laughs> nice like, work. Yeah. She was like, I'm, I'm making sure my kid starts <laughs> off right. <laughs> my kid is going to be born on a lucky day. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. yeah, her kid started off like he can never say her mom's not sacrificing <laughs> from the get go. You know, oh, when you go, we're like, I was a neighbor for 30 hours. She was like, I held on so that you could be born <laughs> on the Lionsgate portal. <laughs> you could be born on 8-8 and you're squandering your good fortune. No, mm-hmm. like. That kid is not going to hear the end of it ever, you know? That's hilarious. Yep. So anyways, it's really good for, um, like, it has a really good potential for, like, healing energy for, because it's the infinity loop, right? Right. So if you tap into the right energy and you, like, download it into you, then, like, you, especially you that do all that, like. <laughs> She's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that you do all that, like. Pulling. Hypnosis. Yeah. And- and, oh yeah and you know programming people to heal and stuff like that like that's a really good day to do that okay there you go that's what i meant <laughs> i got a really important one on that day already i'm pretty excited good then you can like upcharge them because then you're like doing it on the <laughs> landscape <laughs> yes you're programming them to have it like you know potential for continuous infinite healing inside of themselves that i hope so yeah <laughs> they, they like need it <laughs> the tongue then on the ninth mercury's trining jupiter which is good for it's good for social things it's also good for making plans it's good for business it's it's really nice day i like mercury trying jupiter is a really positive day nice the only thing is there might be some back and forth in like making plans or cementing plans because mercury isn't retrograde yet but it is in the shadow already so there might be some hiccups and like wait what did you say oh, oh okay but once you get it going it works okay okay because the Mercury retrograde starts about two weeks later, exactly two weeks later on the 23rd. So we're starting to feel that shadow, that kind of like, right? It's not as, it's like when you're driving and you kind of know that you need to go, you know, like the tread feels different or something. You're like, you know, something like, yeah, but it's still, it's still okay. But you, you got to check it out soon. Yeah. Okay. That same day, Venus is squaring Uranus. I mean, if you ask me, it's a good sex day, but you know, if you want to, if we want to be honest, because we're in Venus retrograde, it does make it more challenging, right? 
because we're in Venus retrograde until September 3rd. So it can make um, for challenging aspects in love. I don't know if you've noticed this, you know, Venus retrograde is came in kicking full. I like everybody's like breaking up. Everybody's like all over the place. Oh yes. my God. It is like raining breakups all over the place. It's a lot. It's yeah. It's, uh, it's like all I hear about it. And I'm like, it's not my fault. I mean, <laughs> but I still feel bad that I know like that, that I have. And I, and then I also feel cheesy, like saying, well, I mean, Venus, Venus is retrograde. So, you know, it feels like, like a bad excuse to tell people, but it's like, you know, but it's true. Like yeah. Venus is retrograde and it's asking you to really look at your relationship and check yeah. if this is what you want to accept or if it's not what you want to accept. And if it's not what you're going to accept, it's going to make you face that, you know? So just working on the same thing because it's not going to stop. It's going to poop, 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 right? Because Venus is active while it's doing this retrograde. That day is the same thing. It's Venus retrograde. It's challenge. Um, it's surprises. So you might find something out that you weren't expecting to find out that kind of thing on the ninth. Okay. okay. Um, then the, the 12th, the sun is going to be trining Chiron. This is just like, you're going to feel your wounds, like, are there and exposed and so you might feel more sensitive you might be you know more like uh, uh. and this is a good time remember what i told you guys that this month is a good time for releasing because it starts with the full moon it ends with the full moon we're in the blue moon month it we're in retrogrades i mean we have the by the end of the month we'll have venus mercury chiron um uranus and somebody else and somebody else in retrograde, right? So it's it's asking you to like release. So that day is a good day for you to actually look at it and say, what do I have to let go of? Okay. Okay. And then the 13th is a beautiful day, in my opinion, <laughs> um, because it's the Venus star point. Okay. Venus is a planet that goes pretty fast. Mm -hmm. That's why when it goes retrograde, it kind of like seems like it's going, um, it's not like, um, Mercury that actually looks like it's going backwards. It just actually seems to go like about the same speed. But the Venus star point, what it does is that it brings Venus instead of being able to see it at night, you see it in the morning. So okay. Venus becomes a morning star. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that day is the day that it, that happens. That's the day because, and that day, obviously the sun and the moon, the sun and Venus are going to be conjunct. Okay. So that Venus energy is going to be very harmonious very flowy if venus weren't retrograde it would be you know more beautiful um <laughs> but it's a really good day for you to find out what venus means for you in your life right okay. my advice would be for you to know where your venus is in your chart and to do a celebration of venus with that that is aligned with your own chart, right? So like my Venus is in Aries. So that's like, you know, playful, hot, like fiery, right? So it would be totally appropriate for me to have sex um, or go out and eat <laughs> or go out and, you know, or go out and have like food that's like, you know, like a feast or something. But like, you know, it's no, that would be more Taurus. The Taurus Venus would be going out and like gorging and having a beautiful brunch decadent. or whatever, right? Yeah. Decadent, yeah, whatever. And so, but mine would be, you know, fine for, you know, the F-Fest. And then, you know, all morning to celebrate Venus or whatever, right? 
And so, but, and, and maybe uh, somebody in Pisces would be like a really like bath pedal bath or going to the river or something like that. And, you know, something with the water and Venus and just like feeling their body in tune with love or whatever. So just like look for it in your chart and like celebrate Venus for yourself because it's, it's a nice change and look at what's the insight of the lessons of this retrograde for you. What is Venus retrograde trying to teach you? What's your main takeaway? Okay. The 14th, that lesson continues because Venus trines Chiron. So that takeaway continues. It's like, what were you supposed to learn? What are you feeling? How are you dealing with it? How is that wounded healer coming up? How is it? How, are you able to change from just being wounded to actually using it to heal others or to actually be able to lead or help others with that wound? Okay. So that's what's coming up on the 14th. And then the 15th, we have sun is squaring Uranus. Um, be flexible. There can be unexpected changes, unexpected changes in plans, things you weren't expecting. Um, yeah, it could be a little more fiery, you know, sudden things that can happen that can be a little more fiery, a little bit more like surprises, things we don't like happening, that kind of thing on the 15th. 16th, new moon in Leo. Okay. This is the only time during the whole month and it's smack in the middle of the month. It's the only time that we have to actually breathe and focus on ourselves. Okay. And like focus on ourselves, like on actual, like something new and not something on leaving something behind or releasing. This is the only time on, in the month that we have that the energies are synchronized towards something bringing something in the rest of the month is all towards leaving behind okay okay and that 16th we also have the mars trining uranus which um brings in blind sorry follow your instincts and oh it, it, it asks you for a lot of independence so it's just like, it, there's like that itching in you, like to do your own thing. Mm. Okay. 17, 18, 19th, I didn't write anything down. So it must've been just moon aspects. Gotcha. Okay. So it's going to be Leo and Virgo. So you might have a hankering to organize stuff. Okay. And yeah. And I'd probably do it before the Mercury retrograde starts the following week. So right before school starts, get everything organized. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm going to talk a little bit about hyssop and then we've got a listener question. Oh, yeah. Uh, so hyssop, which I actually just planted this week, is very cool to learn about. It's an antiseptic. It's a cough relief. It's a digestive aid. Um, it is poisonous in large doses, so really be careful when you're working with it. Okay, it is diet. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be considered masculine. It's related to fire and the planet Jupiter. It's mostly used for purification and protection, and it is widely used for purification. Uh, it's added to baths and bolsas, infused uh, or, or like dried. You can sprinkle it over objects or persons to cleanse them. It's hung in houses to purge evil and negativity. The scent stimulates creativity, and it is supposed to help aid in meditation as well. 
uh, a his so it's recommended that if you are working against someone and you're doing left-handed work to clean yourself with hyssop afterwards after placing a jinx or a curse or a hex on someone um and yeah that's a little bit of info on hyssop nice yeah and then oh. for our listener question are you ready sure all right do brujas work with familiars I don't have any personal experience with, I mean, familiars per se, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I definitely have witchy friends that have familiars. I have never had one. Um, I get messages just k- kind of <laughs> in my head. Um, but yeah, I have, I have not had the pleasure of working with familiar personally. Yeah. So I think most, I think that I'd say no. Okay. Okay. I would say no because familiars, the way that it's used here locally is like just with animals, right? Yeah. And then I think that there's a big um, debate, I guess is the word that you could use. Like a lot of people go like like close animals that are almost pets Mm -hmm. and that people have like a really close bond with. Mm Mm-hmm they're use they use the word familiars with that you know for that animal right um and then other people are like no that's not what a familiar is right um so the way that i understand what a familiar is but again i i don't have the experience of working with familiar either but what i've read and what i've seen is that familiars basically take psychic hits for you right right so it's like it's like certain plants and stuff that you put in right that they take the hits for you and then they wither and they die or they get sick right so for me a good familiar there would have to be a certain sort of detachment from them i yes because when I, i first learned about I don't even know to say familiar, but like, have you like lizard, lizard work where you sew the eyes or you sew the mouth, but you're not, I mean, it's, you're not bonded with that per se. Right. Yeah. So for me, there has to be some sort of detachment, right? And like, you know, that in Brujeria, they use a lot of roosters and gallinas and stuff like that. Um, So those are, those aren't, those are just um, representations or um, instruments, right? tools yeah yeah tools tools yeah and then say but like the way that i've seen that locally people use the word familiars here are for animals that are pets with which they feel are higher level than pets because they believe or they feel that they have a kinship or a relationship with that animal that the bond is higher right okay yeah But for me, that's not what the original meaning of a familiar was, because for me, the familiar was like somebody that aided in your in your witchcraft, and the way or, that they aided was because they were taking hits for you, right? They're like a shield through sacrifice. They're taking yeah, they're like a shield. They're taking yeah, they're taking hits for you. Yeah, they might they might be your companion, and they might be out. Um, but they are taking hits for you, right? And, and some of them are used for like identifying or for sniffing out or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but they're not. So although they have, because they're with you all the time, there, there might be an element of companionship. It's not their main role. Yeah. And I think that nowadays it's more of a role of companionship and being closer to them. Um, so, so yeah, so I don't think. So overall, maybe more of a European thing and kind of a little bit for us, it would be animals as tools. For us, yeah, animals are more of like tools. And then for, and then the other thing is, you know, we're animists, right? So we believe that everything has a spirit. Right. And we work with animals and we'll work with spirit animals, for example. So I believe that you can get messages from animals and animals can show up in your life and give you a message at the time that you need it. But I don't believe that when an animal shows up in your life and provides you a message or guides you in a certain time, that that animal has to be with you for the rest of your life. I Yeah. Right. I would agree with that. Nor do I believe, for example, on my ancestor altar, I do have a couple of my pets, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that they were my familiars when they were in life. Okay. I do believe that now, as I use them in my ancestor altar, at times during my dreams or during my flashes or whatever, they may come in to my dreams and they serve as a, hey, pay attention to this. Yeah. Right? So their function is a little bit different now because it's like, oh, I dreamt about this animal, right? This pet. And then that reminds me because it, you know, it'll, it'll trigger a memory or it'll trigger something. Right. Or I, I it just, it remind it, it makes the dream stay with me longer because I don't normally remember my dreams. Okay. So then I'll be like, oh, you know, I remember, I remember Ibiza was with me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And right. then now, you know, but in the dream, they have no other function. They weren't guiding me or walking me to, to receive a message or through the astral plane or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like a cue, like a sort of like a, you know, I got you like a, like a, Hey, you know, sort of like a, like a, like a reminder cue kind of like for my brain to remember, to remember the dream. Right. Interesting. Yeah. And I personally, when I think back on other witches that I know in Puerto Rico, they all have animals, but none of them work with them as familiars. Yeah. Yeah. And they all have animals because everybody, you know, we talk to plants and we talk to animals yeah. and we talk to rocks because we're animist, but none of them have that vocabulary and terminology that I've heard used here so much mm-hmm. of he's, you know, this is so-and-so it's my familiar. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I well, would say I, that, yeah, I'd say it's probably a, uh, you're more of a European tradition. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, and I'd also say that, yeah. And I'd also say that it's, morphed in from the traditional into in the US. original to yeah and from the, the the original to a more modern meaning got you yeah i would agree with that well all thank right you. yeah thank and you please send in more questions yeah we love we love reading the emails thank you very much everyone yeah well all right i'll see you soon lady catch you next time catch you next time 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>